0: Welcome to Heistish, where entrepreneurs learn from the jaw-dropping deeds of trending trademark disputes and alleged intellectual property heists. I'm Ivy, legal analyst, trademark attorney, and host of the Heistish podcast. So today we'll be talking about how several small business owners had their websites shut down for trademark infringement right before the biggest selling season of the year. They missed out on Black Friday sales, they missed out on Cyber Monday sales, all because they didn't take the proper steps before launching their products. So let's talk about it. Homesick is a home fragrance and lifestyle brand. They are very popular for selling candles. Um, I think they've kind of veered into some other products, but most people know them for their candles. And according to their website, Homesick has one simple goal to bring joy to your home by helping you feel closer to the people, places, and moments that matter most. And that's reflected in the names of their candles. So the company was founded in 2016, but since then, they've been filing over 140 trademark applications to protect the names of their candles. And the names of their candles range from city names, state names, zodiac signs. Um, You think of it, they've probably trademarked it for a candle. Now, what's really interesting about this is even though they've filed trademark applications to secure the names of states and cities and zodiac signs, in this particular industry, there are several businesses that sell candles also using names of cities, states, and zodiac signs. In fact, some small business owners will argue that it's so commonly used that they shouldn't have been able to register these particular names and cities for as their trademarks, but I digress. So anyway, so Homesick has candles that are or registered trademarks for their candles like Georgia, they've trademarked Atlanta, they've trademarked Pisces. And after securing trademark registration, they begin to file complaints against these small business owners that are also selling candles by the name of Georgia, Atlanta, Pisces, and any of their other trademarks. And what happens is once they filed a complaint, essentially for trademark infringement, the host of that website for that small business owner has the responsibility of investigating that complaint. And what happens when they investigate the complaint, they contact the small business owner and say, hey, Homesick has lodged a complaint against you for trademark infringement. Maybe they disclose what the infringing product is. Maybe they let them know, hey, it's this particular candle or it's the use of this in conjunction with your marketing efforts. And they give that small business owner an opportunity to dispute that complaint. Well, if you don't have a registered trademark like Homesick does, There isn't much that you can do to really dispute it when you're corresponding with the host of your website. And what's happening is because these small business owners did not have grounds to dispute or anything substantial to uh, essentially um, rebut the, the allegations by homesick, their websites were being shut down. And we're not talking about one or two small business owners. I mean, there you go online, there's several small business owners that lost access to their website and were unable to sell their products during the busiest season of the year. So this happened in October. Black Friday is like, you know, right after Thanksgiving. Could you imagine having your website shut down as you were preparing to launch for Black Friday sales? Maybe you're launching a new candle or a new product, and all of a sudden you have no platform to sell on. And that's what these small business owners were complaining about. And I want you to hear um, from one small business owner in particular. She took to TikTok to express her frustration and just her understanding of what could and couldn't be registered as a trademark. So listen to her, hear from her, and then we'll talk about what she shares.
1: I have been in business since about 2016, selling candles since about 2015. And my company is Southern Inspired, so we sell com- uh home fragrance products named after southern destinations and southern inspiration so it's all based off of southern agriculture so we have a new orleans candle a nashville candle a dermal. well homesick candle company has decided that they wanted to trademark cities and states and common phrases and all of the zodiac signs so basically that means that all of the small candle makers that have been in business literally for 10 20 years that have been selling these types of candles can no longer sell those candles with those particular names that homesick candle company has trademarked when I started my business I was literally told that I could not trademark those types of places like you can't trademark New Orleans because it's New Orleans like really or Pisces or Sagittarius so if I wanted to create a candle with my birthday sign I can't even do it and what they are doing is once they trademark all of these um, phrases and locations they go after small businesses and shut them down on their selling sites
0: okay so Now that you've had an opportunity to hear from a small business owner, there's some things that I just want to address um, based on what she shared. So it is a huge misconception that common words like state names and cities or zodiac signs are not. Registrable, But in fact, they are. And that's because when you file a trademark application or you are trying to secure the exclusive right to use this state name or this city name or this zodiac sign, you are specifically applying for the exclusive right in connection with your product or your service. You're not asking for the exclusive right to Georgia or Atlanta or Pisces across the globe. Right. It is going to be limited in scope to what you are selling. So in this instance, homesick is taking a commonly used name like Georgia, Atlanta and Pisces, but they are asking for the exclusive right to use it in connection with their candles, specifically trademark class four which is going to cover candles and some other things that would be associated with candles. Now, we may or may not see them, you know, seek registration and additional classes later on down the line, but whether or not they would secure registration for that would be addressed at that time. And it's going to depend on how they're using it and who else is using Georgia, Atlanta, Pisces, or any of their other trademarks um, out there in in the marketplace. But it's important to note that You know, although there was the misconception that you can't register state names, city names, and zodiac signs and things of that nature, um, you can consider commonly used words so long as you are very specific about what you're using it in connection with. So in this instance, you know, unfortunately, this small business owner's misunderstanding really put her in a bad position because it seems like she, I think she referenced that she's been using um, these types of names in connection with her products 10 or 20 years ago. So we're talking about time. I mean, she may have launched her business well before Homesick even got into business. They were founded in 2016. So there is still an opportunity for her to seek some recourse, right? It's not all over simply because Homesick has Registered these particular names as their trademarks, okay? So here's what the small business owners can do. Even though their sites have been shut down, um, what they can do is they would need to first contact an attorney, right? First and foremost, I would not want them taking this up on their own, but contact someone in the legal space who is very well experienced in trademark law and see if they have the opportunity to contest the trademark registrations granted to homesick. And there's a very specific way that you can do this. So let me explain. When the USPTO or the Trademark Office gives you um, exclusive rights to a trademark, meaning they've registered your trademark, you've received your certificate, and you know now you can start using this trademark with the Circle R, once they've done that, they also provide other business owners, essentially kind of like a grace period, right? It's, it's not officially a grace period, but I like to call it a grace period because we all know what that is. So it's about a, five years after that particular company has secured registration. Anyone else who may have been using that trademark prior to the company that secured registration can file paperwork with the trademark office requesting that the trademark office cancel those trademark rights. Because this particular person may or may not have been using it before the person who has secured the registration. Let me break that down. So homesick received trademark registrations for some of these commonly used names, like the state names in the cities, in 2020. I think they've been filing since 2020. They secured registration between 2020 and 21. They have some pending applications. So we'll say 2020 to 2022. Okay, now, if I am a small business owner and I started using Atlanta as the name of my candle back in 2019, I could argue that I was the first to use it. However, they would need to look at the trademark application to see when homesick asserts that they were the first or when they first started using Atlanta as the name of their candle. Now, homesick was founded in 2016. I think on their trademark applications, they reference a date in 2016 as the date of first use. So that means anyone who wants to contest or file paperwork to cancel their trademark registration will need to show that they started using Atlanta or Georgia or Pisces as a name In connection with their candles prior to 2016. It doesn't have to be, you know, 2015, 2014. It can be a couple of months before the date that's listed on Homesick's application, but it needs to be a date that illustrates that that person or that business was using that trademark prior to Homesick. Now, even if they are able to submit that paperwork and establish that evidence, there's still an uphill battle. They, they will incur additional expenses, whether it's in legal fees or just missing out on the opportunity to sell because their site is still shut down while they are trying to recover whatever trademark rights you know, they feel like they should have. And so that's why I always say, you know, in order to avoid the headache and the additional costs and expenses that are going to come from trying to fix something when it goes wrong you should definitely do what you need to do correctly at the very beginning so that brings me to the takeaway so here's what you guys should be taking away from this particular dispute before you launch any product or any service take the time to clear your trademark. And I don't mean just hopping on Google or Instagram to see if the domain is available or if the social media handle is available. Do not assume that just because it is available that it's not someone's registered trademark. You need to do a thorough search. So first things first, you wanna do a very comprehensive clearance search. You don't wanna just hop into the USPTO and see if there's an exact match because as you can tell, it's going to come down to prior use. In some instances, like in this case, if you want to basically eliminate the risk of using someone else's trademark and having your business shut down or your trademark rights, you know, invalidated or someone contesting your trademark rights because they used it before you, you want to do a comprehensive clearance search because that's going to reveal for you whether or not businesses are using that name or even, you know, variations that are strikingly similar But it will also pull for you whether or not there are businesses that are using it in their own respective geographical territories, even though they have not secured registration. And that's one of the things that I definitely pay attention to for my clients. When we do our comprehensive clearance searches, I always ask them, when was the first date that you started using this name or this logo Whatever we're, we're attempting to trademark, when was the first date that you started using this? Because as I comb through these search results, I'm going to be comparing those dates and identifying risk for them before we even put pen to paper, you know, theoretically, and draft this trademark application to file with the USPTO. After you have cleared your trademark, you make sure that there's no risk or you identify risk, right? Then you can strategically prepare your trademark application so that you can get the exclusive rights to this trademark before you launch this product or service. Now, if you're already in business and you're like, Ivy, it's too late. I'm already hosting my website. I'm making sales. I had a killer Black Friday, you know, like it's it's on, well it's not too late. like you guys can still you know meet with whether either it's me or some other trademark attorney who is experienced in this field and go through the clearance process and make sure that from the time that you started your business to now you haven't been committing trademark infringement and putting yourself at risk for having your own site shut down. And once you've done that again you know you want to take the initial steps to secure that trademark by filing a trademark application. Until next time, I'm Legally Ivy. Protect your brand. Stay connected on Instagram at Podcast for next week's episode. And if you witness some heistish conduct or trademark disputes you want to discuss, share with us on Instagram at Podcast and receive a free Starbucks gift card if we select your topic for the show. This heistish episode is sponsored by Canarian Hedge, an intellectual property and brand protection law firm. Canarian Hedge protects your business so you can focus on building it high material has been prepared and provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to constitute legal advice. While I am a lawyer, without an official engagement agreement, I am not your lawyer. And the information provided in each episode does not create a lawyer-client relationship. Please consult legal counsel on your specific situation before making legal decisions about your business.